business. The blog and podcast for game changers and innovators in the construction industry. Hello and welcome to another episode of the AEC Business Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Monday.com, a cloud-based work OS where teams create workflow apps in minutes to run their processes, projects and everyday work. I'm Arne Heiskanen and my guest is Henry Mickelborough, Global Volumetric Construction Guru. Henry, it's great to have you on the podcast. Great to be here, Arne. Thanks for inviting me. Uh, but before we move on, would you explain to us what is volumetric construction? <laughs> okay. Um, well, volumetric is effectively uh, a 3D representation of a construction chunk of the building, if you like, of the project. Um, it, you know, it's, it's, it can either be low-rise, mid-rise, high-rise, um, but effectively it's a fully completed plug-and-play Lego brick type part of the building that forms the permanent structure and the permanent finishes and ideally it's fully complete as well. So you know, it, it, it works for hotels, student accommodation, apartments, those types of things. So is volumetric the same as modular? It's, it, you know, it's, there's a whole raft of, of terminology. Um, there's the broader part is modern methods of construction. Uh, then we're into offsite uh, elements of a building. So I think it probably falls into the offsite manufacturing uh, realm. Uh, modular, you know, you can say, well, modular is a bit, bit of a loose term. Um, it, you could say, well, modular actually includes uh, bathroom pods, certainly. Um, and also component 2D parts of, of, a, of an off-site solution. Uh, but, but generally, if you think of it in 2D and 3D terms, then volumetric would be the 3D term. All right, yeah, that, that makes sense. So, uh, Hopefully. Yeah, <laughs> you, you are uh, a global volumetric construction guru, but how, how, how did you become one? What's your history? Well, ho well, hopefully, um, the art is sort of meant in the sort of influential or, or popular expert term. Um, I mean, just for clarity, anything spiritual, I, I, you do not advise you uh, anything like that. Um, yes, I mean, obviously, it's, it's not the, the most modest of term, but uh, I've been involved with Modular for um, about seven years, um, or, uh, particularly volumetric. Um, I, I've, got an, I've got an eclectic background of built environment. Uh, I was a civil engineer to start with, then I went through the site management uh, sort of process, then into design management, proposals manager, pre-construction, that sort of thing. And, and on top of that, you know, I've got a, an HR master's as well, which is about business cultures and how this varies around the world and that sort of thing. Um, fairly highbrow stuff. And, and I... To be honest, up until about 10 years ago, I was quite at odds to the sort of traditional uh, construction pigeonholing uh, mindset, if you like. And I, 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 you know, I was doing nuclear about seven years ago, uh, which I've done a bit of before, and I quite like nuclear because it's very process-driven, it's very controlled for very good reasons. Um, so, but, but re realistically, my, my, my background has been so eclectic um, uh, so jack of all trades, if you like, that uh, I didn't really find my niche. And it wasn't until I got involved in, in volumetric uh, turnkey projects that um, 
it, it all sort of came together then. It was great. It had manufacturing, it had process driven, it had uh, project controls hugely and technology. Uh, but you need to understand normal construction. Um, I think you can come from a manufacturing background, per se, and that's hugely helpful. Ideally, if you come from a manufacturing and construction background, great, but those people are very rare to find. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, uh, I, I think it's, it's, it's absolutely a jack of all trades thing. You need to understand the money, design, the physics, <laughs> you need to understand the people and the processes and the technologies. And all those things are very unlike normal construction where they like to pigeonhole you. Um, you know, pigeonholing is fantastic if someone needs to pick up a calculator and find out if the bridge is going to kill someone. Um, you know, that's when you want to pigeonhole someone. But, you know, in, the, in, in this, in volumetric modular, it's just a, a totally holistic approach to, to the whole project. Um, and, and the program of works as well. You know, the more repetition you have across a program of works, whether that's a brand, or, or a housing delivery, or it's a, it, it's a variance. Um, it's identifying the commonality and the processes and the controls behind it. So, and and I'm, I'm actually quite nerdy. So it suits me, it suits me very well. The guru part comes from, you know, I have been through the hard learning curve of these recent over the years, um, exemplar projects, uh, Citizen M, uh, Marriott, uh, you know, these, 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 these really exemplar projects that, that we've been through. Um, and I've been lucky enough to be involved in those um, and, and in various countries as well and seeing how those, the variations change. I've done a lot of uh, factory assessments globally as well. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I, I've been involved with volumetric. I've got a pretty good understanding of it. And, and, and globally as well. But why is there such a buzz around off-site construction right now? <laughs> well, I think it's it's a it's this combination of um, the exemplar projects that have been done, uh, certainly by the likes of Sister Name to start with, um, uh, a lack of available skilled labour, uh, and 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 professionals in the, you know just a shortfall in the construction industry per se. Um, the, you know, I'm, I'm a firm believer that you, you can legislate all you like, but you can wait a long time for legislation to occur, and that's a folly. Um, I've, I've personally seen over the last seven years that the uptake has been from the exemplar buildings, the exemplar projects. Um, if you take Citizen M's uh, Tower Hill Hotel, 394 keys, um, lucky to be involved with that. Um, when you look at that project, you would never know that it was a modular building. I think that was the, the mindset that changed people from modular is a sort of, you know, temporary accommodation type pro product into something that is indiscernible from a traditional build. Um, and if you go to a citizen name at Shoreditch, three miles away, it's exactly the same module, but a completely different look to the building. Um, and, and there've been some really clever people involved now in altering the aesthetic of modular um, to, to make them hugely attractive. And again, indiscernible from traditional forms of construction. Um, 
I remember sort of six years ago taking clients around to uh, system M projects and people were literally jumping up and down on the floor looking to see if the floor was deflecting or it was wobbly in any way shape or form and their minds are blown away by the fact that this wasn't um you know this was this was a modular building mm. this produced battery and you know, I, I was as guilty as anyone when I came into into volumetric uh, seven years ago. I, I I had those preconceptions that I brought with me to it, um, but at the end of the day, it's 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 made these buildings are made of the same stuff to the same standards uh, and compliance. They're just made better off site in a factory under controlled conditions. So the the, the buzz is there. I mean, projects like uh, Greystar, you know, Greystar with HTA Architects, Greystar, uh, Vision Modular, Tide Construction. You know, if you look at Croydon, it's 44 stories tall. Um, it's the world's tallest volumetric building. It's just coming out to market. So it, the bottom line is the key drivers for a project will, will increase the competitive advantage. And the competitive advantage is the thing that's driving now the take up in it. Now, people say, well, I'm hugely interested. I'm, you know, I love volumetric. I'm interested in this. I'm interested in that. Well, that's fine. But at the end of the day, you're there to make a profit. You're there to make a, a, a product faster, better, and have a quicker return on investment, which is the key target for hotels, student accommodation, apartments, those things for volumetric. Um, and, and when System M are coming to the market six months early on, on, a, on a 200 keys uh, volumetric hotel, that, that equates to nearly $3 million um, of revenue. To, and the product is better. It just is fundamentally better product than you do uh, building it uh, traditionally. So, um, so, so I think whatever we say about the buzz, it's, it's, these, it's these tangible key driver benefits that people are seeing. That, that are that are increasing the uptake. Yeah, and uh, a couple of years ago, I read about a hotel project in was it in Manchester, uh, UK, where where actually the rooms were made in China. <laughs> so so in in other words, this also makes it possible to actually globalize your construction business uh, uh, by manufacturing. Uh, in, in a certain Gosh. yeah yes it, well that, that's a can of worms that question um because uh so cimc uh produced the, the modules that you're referring to for that mm. particular um cimc are hugely capable um the issue seems to be the transparency of what you're getting that's the that's the issue there um and it, it's the trust in those things um, I remember when, you know, at, at the moment, the best volumetric quality and price is, is being produced in Poland. And I, you know, the preconceptions were, crikey, these things might be being made in a shed that has cows in it or something like that. <laughs> They're incredibly, you know, automated, fantastic working conditions. You know, the, the people in Poland are well-qualified, hard-working. And, and, and it's a, you know, modernity is incredible. So you get a quality product that way, but it's about the transparency as a client of the information you're gonna get. Um, theoretically, you can produce one module in China 
and it will work anywhere in the world. Theoretically, you can produce a module anywhere and it will work for that brand. But it doesn't work like that. Um, obviously, you have abnormals and variations for each project's uh, site, uh, you know, physical constraints. But you also have things like uh, compliance, and that can be a, a countrywide specific. Um, it can be a, a city uh, effectively, or you know, it could be New York code it can be because the US is 50 different states, mm. um, has different regulations to other places. Um, so you've got a, the geographical context changes those things. Um, and what you have to be incredibly careful about is if you have one problem in volumetric, you've got 200, 300 problems. Don't want that. Um, you know, I'll give you a tangible example of that being um, Brian requirements for showers for Thames Water. Thames Water has a particular Brian requirement on, on uh, sorry, over and above Brian, they have requirements so that if your shower is beyond a certain discharge rate, then they won't, you can't, they won't prove it when open the hotel. Now, you, you can, you don't know that, that that little nugget of danger is sitting there for you unless you have full transparency of, um, of the product. So for, for the processes and controls that I've instigated with, with well, a few of my clever friends, um, we, we, we took that manufacturing mindset and broke down the, the volumetric product um, into its constituent parts. And by doing that, you can tell exactly what it's made, where it's made, what it complies with, um, how much it costs, um, how it integrates with the other elements as well, um, and, and, and what it complies with in the context of that geographical, um, uh, you know, that constraint. Um, and it's hard to underestimate how, how annoying this is. Um, you know, I, I live in France and, and I've lived here a while and, uh, the French have you know, been involved with approvals for France uh, and, and Singapore um, and the US and the UK. The, the French have different wind and fire and, and physics. Mm. And, and you have to go through those approval processes. You have to get those things done. And you, you will find that these, these variations are hugely risky. Um, and that's where the, the difference is. So, Full transparency of the product is absolutely key. If you know exactly what you're getting, then everyone's in a very comfortable place. Um, having seen the, the 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 granularity of the information that comes from China, um, it isn't there. It just isn't there, um, regardless of their ability to produce an excellent product. And I think once they do do that, um, then then you know it's it's going to be pretty unstoppable for for manufacturing okay so so basically what happens in volumetric construction is the same that is taking place in the eu right now uh, pertaining to all sorts of products for example electronics you have to know the origins of every part in that product <laughs> uh, yeah i mean absolutely i mean i mean uh, the ac i'm taking the Marriott ac hotel room which is a mm. which is which is the you know it's a high-end four-star hotel product um effectively you can standardize that product but any uh brand for any hotel i mean Marriott, for example being huge have 30 lifestyle brands 
you could probably take 10 of those lifestyle brands and then mod turn, make them modular, you know, and, and I have. Um, so what you can do is produce, the, the first stage of that is producing a three, you know, a BIM model for that product that has everything in it. And you integrate that BIM, that you, you effectively turn that, um, that, that modular project, product into uh, an object, if you like, in, in Revit. And it'll give you, by doing things like that and using those technologies, you, you've got so much data and information straight away. Um, and you'll find that, uh, for example, 35% of the, the, the stuff in that product is prescribed by the brand standards of that hotel chain. And, and they have a global supply chain for that. So it, it's so much, it's the best analogy is making a car. You, know, you, you can say, well, this car is, this Jaguar Land Rover is, is, is made in, in, in UK. Over 70% of those components come to it from the world and, and via it's the EU uh, FDA. So uh, you, know, you can make well, that what you will in a, in a region that voted very highly for Brexit. But um, it, it's a global thing, you know, the parts come from everywhere. All these bits come together to be assembled in a place um, and, and managing the, the big chunks of that module, uh, the steel cage, the facades uh, and the procurement of all those things. Um, that's, that's the key to it. It's about getting things into the right place and then putting them together under strict control conditions. Um, so yeah, no, but, but, but it's, it's, you know, volumetric is, is not dissimilar to other forms of construction. It's the same stuff as normal construction, just collated into a place and put together under control conditions. Yeah. So if I'm an, let's say I'm an investor or builder and I, I want to consider a volumetric construction project, what are the prerequisites for getting the benefits from from the project i obviously have to start thinking early on about this type of construction oh well the proof is in the pudding really um the the best people out there gray star for example who are who are producing these exemplar products uh, projects um that they're fully vertically integrated so uh you know they don't they don't manufacture per se but um but they have a, a vertical integration of the main contractor the design the cost and the modular aspects all 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 aligned so once you're in again it's just about control once you're in control of those things then then um then, then you can produce some uh you know the increase are a, you know, a large developer so if you're in control of the whole process, that's really the key to it. Um, if you're uh, a client that's thinking more generically, you'd probably go to a tier one main contractor, for example, um, and then they then ask them to uh, employ as a subcontract package the volumetric um, product, if you like. Now, that's not great. It doesn't tend to end well for anyone. Uh, you look at a margin-on-margin scenario. Um, and, and also there's a lot of learning curve to go through as well. So although that happens, um, and UPP uh, do that uh, with Vancey, um, again, it's about familiarity. Balfour's have done it, uh, we have done it. Um, but what's happening is you can see now that the, the clued up guys who are looking seriously at modular, 
about programs of works, about developing their own product. Yeah, because the, the joy here is if, you, if you're a developer and you have a product, you know, a, a living accommodation for a, a student accommodation or a, you're a hotel developer and you have a hotel uh, chain um, and a product, you can very quickly put together a licensed, approved, guaranteed product that you can build your, all of your projects in in the future. But you do need to have a vertically integrated supply chain to do that. So I think you'll see an awful lot of um, developers becoming developer manufacturers. Um, and actually, you know, the, the, the traditional construction element of the projects, and they're normally sort of 50-50 on, on, on a sort of project value ratio. Um, aren't that difficult to, to manage because a lot of people are used to doing that. It's to control the integration of the, of the volumetric into that. But fundamentally, you've got to look at any project holistically. You can't say, well, that's the modular part and that's the non-modular part. You've just got to look at it as um, an entire project and, and differentiating or separating the volumetric from the, the non-volumetric, the traditional construction is done. Um, and then when you take it a stage further than that, you, you can say, well, you know, the benefits of using volumetric um, over a program of works, over, over several projects, um, you, you can realize a huge value engineering potential in it, in the non-module, in, 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 in the structure, because it's a much lighter structure than you might use with reinforced concrete. Um, so you can make savings in places that you wouldn't normally do it. So the bigger your paradigm is looking at these products, these, these projects or program of works, um, and just strategically looking at saying, well, I've got a five-year plan. We want to do it in volumetric. There's a lot of upfront work to get there, and a bit of pain to get to a point where we've got a licensed, guaranteed, mortgageable, approved, signed-off product. But fundamentally, you can go to anyone and say, right, we own that, make that. For us so it gives you an option to control again it's all about control all about control uh, construction uh, in that case is more like uh, like uh, developing a mobile phone for example <laughs> the same problem yeah, exactly and... <laughs> it's, it's very much like a mobile phone yeah no. if you take an iphone it's made in it's made in california I think you'll find the battery comes from China. I think you'll find the frame comes from somewhere else in the world, probably China. Um, those parts that come together, the screen, etc., the operating system, you know, mm. all, all those things come together and, and they'll be put together in a certain place and put at, and, and, and stamped. Um, so it's a global, it's absolutely a global market. Um, to think, to think otherwise is, is, uh, mm. is, is not correct. So how, how do you see the future of volumetric construction, uh, the growth and, and so on? I think it depends what it is. Um, I mean, Low-rise products like uh, you know, housing, certainly. I mean, uh, uh, there's getting low-rise housing, social housing, or you know, normal housing just to meet demand now is a huge issue. Um, there are a lot of people trying to do it. Um, whether or not, are they succeeding? I don't know, I suppose Ilka Homes um, are probably the best example, Ilka Homes in the UK, 
of using a volumetric product to produce hose. Um, so they produce a very sort of, it's a brick facade finish, um, very traditional looking home. You wouldn't be able to differentiate it uh, from all house, but they've had to reverse engineer from the product from, from the locations and the potential sites. And they have an extremely physically large volumetric uh, product and they've had to reverse engineer all their factory production and their transportation logistics from that. So they, they put a lot of, um, lot of thought into it, whether or not that compromises them, you know, the physical size of that product compromises them, their market, who's to say, um, it, it certainly affects it. Um, so, and, and actually volumetric housing isn't cheaper than traditional building. It's, it's probably more expensive. If you can produce in, in, in huge quantities, obviously like any manufacturing, you can bring those unit numbers down, the price of those things down. Um, uh, so, 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 so mid volumetric, yeah. I mean, mid volumetrics is, is you can use uh, different structural solutions, a much lighter module, those things. So those, you're getting into benefits there. Um, the bar's been lifted now with, with high rise in volumetric. Yeah, Grey Star done 44 stories. Um, that's, that's the world's tallest. Uh, the Sixth Avenue AC um, Sky Standard in, in New York, that's 26 stories. That's the world's tallest volumetric modular hotel. Um, so definitely um, you know, there are seismic considerations, but they're all, they're all, you can certainly accommodate all these things in volumetric. So where's it going to go? I think, again, you can wait an awful long time for governments to, uh, to uh, change the legislation. And I suggest that's, that's uh, a poor idea, waiting for that to happen. There are certainly huge environmental benefits of using volumetric um, over traditional forms of construction. The um, obviously labor issues as well and skilled, skilled labor are all part of those things. So I definitely, more and more people come around to it. But again, I think that the key drivers are at the end of the day, the pragmatic things, cost, return on investment, time and quality. Um, th those are the things that change it. And no one, no one started using iPhones because of, they thought it would be nice to start using Apple products again. You know, they, they game change these things. Um, so the, the, these, the, the increments of, of improvement of these exemplary projects are, are huge. Um, and, and those are the things I think that, are, that will change industry very quickly. Um, it's getting exponential at the moment. I mean, the, 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 the take up at the moment and the opportunities are available are, are, are huge at the moment. Um, the, the ability to unlock sites with offsite that weren't previously available as well um, by using traditional forms of construction. Uh, an example being Cisadena Rue de Croissant in, in Paris. Um, you know, the planning conditions only allowed a certain amount of time on site that you couldn't achieve traditional forms of construction. Um, so that was the driver for volumetric, even though it was definitely not the right product to use um, if you were doing it and if time wasn't a constraint. Um, so, uh, but, but you know, fundamentally, um, myself and, and team of guys now, we will not. We will look, we're looking at projects um, for, for clients and, and programs of work. Um, 
we will provide system agnostic MMC advice. And it might be that volumetrics the right solution, it might be that um, CL, CLT or, or it's pods or it's, 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 a, it's a hybrid of things. Um, so we, we will, there's, what you should never do and what we will never do is, is say, well, we'll, this will be a volumetric or an offsite solution for this product. What people have got to understand now is to say, right, what's the best solution? Is it better to do this traditional? What are the key drivers? And then if you are able to tangibly demonstrate how using those technologies will affect the bottom line and the risks for each of those projects, then an informed decision can be made. What I would say is that absolutely the industry needs to change its way of, of um, assessing how it sees the benefit of offsite and how it's able to compare the two. Uh, we're living in a world of a hundred years of, of quantity surveying and and project and, and cost management that is certainly at odds to the holistic nature uh, and the benefits of offsite. Um, so again, it, it'll 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 come down to the people who, you know, really pick this up are going to be the, the grey stars of the world, the people that are you know, the merits who are who are approaching this holistically uh, and are changing their whole structures to suit the vertical integration, I think. Um, and and, and where, where do I could think, of? I think tier ones now are going to start producing their own in-house manufacturing rather than being reliant upon third-party suppliers. Um, so I, I, think, I think the huge take will be, there'll be a amount of legislation change, but it'll be slow and it'll be disjointed. Um, the, the guys who are, who are leading it now will absolutely go on leaps and bounds but they'll have to become developer manufacturers and i think the tier ones will will become tier ones with manufacturing um off-site manufacturing uh divisions if you like henry this has been really interesting and i'm sure that our listeners would like to know more how can they contact you okay um well i'm i I'm actually uh, inundated, but I'd be delighted to speak to anybody else. Um, the uh, My email address is hmickleborough, so it's h-m-i-c-k-l-e-b-u-r-g-h at yahoo.com. Um, if you send me an email there, I'll, I'll feel it to whomever I think uh, is is the best person to uh, to, to address what it, whatever you need, I think. Um, I'm fortunate now we've got a great team of, of contacts now, a sort of dream team of, of people who can address the whole gambit of, of MMC solutions. Um, and uh, that's, that's, that's good, actually, because, you know, volumetric is a wonderful thing, um, but to be able to provide the best off-site solution uh, to clients, you need to have the ability to, uh, to cover all of the main types. Yeah. Well, Henry, thanks once more and uh, all the best for your future. Thanks, Arnie. It's been a pleasure.